Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Markets went from banking the Federal Reserve for an interest rate cut. So I was wondering why it wasn't more or why they didn't say more about the future. To getting into rally mode to Trump derailing everything with a tweet that said basically 10% tariffs on everything else that haven't been tariffed against China. Even though back at the G20 meeting, both leaders kind of said no more new tariffs, but I think Trump is getting tired. This is the media way of explaining it, of waiting on a deal. I don't think he's reelectable if the economy's struggling. Um, and again, say what you will. Uh, one of the stocks I want to talk about, and I got a ticket giveaway for um, a theme park in just a couple minutes, so stay tuned. Have your fingers ready. But I saw something in the news the other day, and I work at Crown 4, and I also work at AM 1220 KDOW, and I also work with New Focus Financial, and you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. But at Crown, there was a great story about a lift bicycle that caught fire, and that made me giggle because it's an electric bike, and they'd only put the bikes out two weeks earlier on the streets of San Francisco, and a flaming lift vehicle to me is somehow apropos because as investors all I see Lyft and Uber doing are burning people's cash figuratively setting on fire hundreds of millions of dollars every 90 days a key test for the businesses will come in earnings stocks haven't performed particularly well compared to other IPOs this year or compared to other tech companies or compared to the overall market this year. Both Lyft and Uber are struggling. Can they demonstrate that they won't price war with each other or that the price war is decelerating? Will cash burn rates fall after raising prices around the country? More directly, does this business model work? 
if a ride costs more and they still don't have enough people summoning cars or bikes that blow up instead of taking public transportation or walking, where's the profit way to profitability? I will say this, living in the Bay Area for the last 20 years, and I've lived in various parts, but San Francisco in particular, it's changed a lot every five years. The number of bikers and people on those automatic, what do you even call those, uh, skateboards, electric skateboards, things that kind of almost strangely look um, dangerous. (laughs) Oh, no, they look dangerous. Got a friend who's an emergency room doctor, and he's like, oh, if you knew how many electric vehicles are ending up in not just fatalities, but head crashes, I won't get on one of them in a big city. So Lyft learned last week that they were losing John McNeil, the well-respected COO, chief operating officer. That's interesting to note. In large part, the company just came public, so he was clearly there for the paycheck. He probably brought a ton of expertise. Now that he's got the paycheck, maybe he wants to buy a boat. Maybe he wants to start his own company. I don't know. But you lose an executive like that, and it's noticed. Uber, they basically had a problem with a CEO. They got him out of power. They brought in another CEO who's well-respected, Dara Khosrowshahi. Sorry, I don't do four names well. Cities, languages, or names. I'm just bad at it. So, long story short, they brought him in and to fix the problems at Uber, which was a very sexist culture. They, they hired a lot of people. And last week, I guess late last week, they, they announced that they're firing 400 people in marketing. So they, they're bloated. They've grown fast and they've slowed down, and now it's time to cut the most expensive part of doing business, labor. Both apps, Lyft and Uber, raised prices at the end of the second quarter. And that's pretty telling. They're burning a lot of cash, and they want to show Wall Street they don't have to burn a lot of cash. Um, It's a problem with startups. It's a problem with unicorns. What's the path to profitability? Uber complicates the analysis with Lyft because... Uber's losses are much bigger. So Lyft is going to generate about $400 million in gross profit in the third quarter. That's a measure, gross profit, that accounts for the cost of generating revenue. Uh, generating revenue, think insurance payments and transaction fees. The cost that they have to pay. Gross is without the accounting, uh, the marketing, the research and development, and corporate headcount. So it's really just focusing on the the ride itself, and it's stripping out the marketing, research, and development, and corporate. So Lyft, if you look at it that way, it's growing about 50% a year, but where's the path to profitability? Drivers aren't benefiting much from the fare increase. Every time I get in an Uber or Lyft, I talk to the driver. Much of the extra revenue goes straight into the company's pockets. Rides might be more profitable for the company. But will they remain as plentiful if the drivers cut back and say, you know what, this isn't just really working out for me except for high capacity times. So I throw that out there on Uber and Lyft as we watch their earnings unfold, watch their cash burn rate. Um, It's not a, a shoot right before the white of their eyes, but it's pretty close. You're looking for the white of their eyes, and right now my eyes are bloodshot red because I'm having some sort of infection in my eyes. Pink eye or something, right? I told you I was going to give away tickets, so let's give away tickets. Winner receives four complimentary tickets to California's Great America. 
Register for the KDOW Business Fan Page at KDOW.biz for your chance to win a great prize. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you want four complimentary tickets to California's Great America, um, I'm going to try to get to Great America before the end of the summer. I've never been. It's weird. You can save on tickets at cagreatamerica.com. That's cagreatamerica.com. California's Great America in Boomerang Bay. You can check out more at kdow.biz under the KDOW Business Fan Club page. To win the tickets, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Four tickets to California's Great America and Boomerang Bay. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Remember how Netflix brought in commercial-free content? You've heard ABC, NBC, CBS talk about football games, cutting down commercials, trying to get more viewers, uh, primetime trying to cut down commercials, cutting down the advertising load. But guess what? The advertising load on commercial TV continues to increase. Networks are trying to make up for the shrinking audiences by stuffing more ads into every hour. That's despite years and years and years to cut back on ads. It's like they don't get it. Last quarter, commercial time rose 1%. The volume of ads increased every quarter last year and expanded again in the first half of 2019. It's going to be a big fight this year between Disney+. Plus. Um, they've quite a lot of Fox content. They're going to go head-to-head with Netflix, with Hulu. Uh, Comcast Universal has a streaming service coming down the road. CBS has a, a service that doesn't get a lot of media. Um, I don't know the numbers on CBS Plus, the CBS Media app, but it's pretty fair to say commercials are a problem for ABC, NBC, CBS. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little alphabet. Amazon and Facebook. Don't be shy. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. From someone who basically knows very, very little. And I totally get it. And I'm totally proud of her for reaching out. The problem is she reached out again and again, and I can't do everything for you. Uh, I've got five lessons that I've put in emails. Um, When I say lessons, that's probably unfair to say. I've got five emails that I've put together that kind of sum up everything that you basically need to know, but you need to dig a little bit further. In my lesson email number one, I talk about setting priorities, making a budget, basics of banking, basics of investing, investing in 401k, 403b, investing in individual stocks, investing in bonds, controlling debt, buying a home, asset allocation, saving for college, buying a car, hiring financial help, health insurance, home insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, auto insurance. You need need to insure against things you can't afford to lose, but you don't need insurance for an investment. I cover it all. If you want a copy of these five lessons, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. And to further talk about Venta, one of the things I pointed out to her, I said, you need to take advantage of your 401k match, which is your employer-sponsored retirement plan. It's the easiest way to put your savings on autopilot. And if you take full advantage of your company match, you could earn 50% to 100% on your money before taking any market risk. 
she follows that up with, how do I do that? I'm like, well, talk to your employer. She has a 401k. She knows that. Someone at the company knows how to handle it, knows how to open it, knows how to fund it, knows what the benefits are. I highly recommend everyone walk their butt down to HR sometime in the next month and say, hey, I'm, I'm Rob. You're the head of HR. Can you tell me about my company benefits? That's their job. Company benefits are awesome. It could be the 401k. It could be you can get free money for adopting a kid. It could be, like, for instance, I live in a place that they want to get rid of yards, lawns. And there's a city program that if they come by and look and you, you get rid of the lawn or put in, like, rocks and sand and stuff like that, if you landscape it without grass, i.e. stuff that doesn't need to be watered every day, they'll give you $1,500 cash. But you got to learn about it. you gotta, you got to follow through on your own. So Vanta asked me a lot of great questions, and one of the questions I hate it was, she's like, I want to buy an individual stock. I'm like, Vanta, you've already said you know nothing about your 401k, and why do you want to buy? Up to you. I see you have to have $100,000 in a diversified portfolio before buying individual stocks. I stand by that. I think before you get sports tickets, you should have $100,000 in some sort of savings retirement account. I know you're saying sporting tickets. Sports are expensive, and it's discretionary. It's on TV. My brother David did something awesome. When he had a daughter, he took the TV out of the house, saving $100 a month on cable. And they were forced to paint, and they were forced to do art projects, which is kind of cool. Um, and when they wanted to see a Super Bowl, they would go to a bar or a restaurant to watch the Super Bowl, or they would rent a big TV. Um, there's ways to live life that aren't the typical and I highly endorse and push people into that kind of stuff. If at all, it fits into your lifestyle. So I wanted to talk about Facebook. Facebook was resumed with a buy at MKM partners, $245 price targets, currently 192. Facebook's getting a lot of scrutiny from the government, but they just got fined 5 billion. So I'm going to say that they're probably not going to be fined for another couple months, years, quarters, months. I don't know. Facebook's firm, uh, it's a firm company. It's a mega cap along with Amazon, along with Alphabet, along with Apple. Facebook has a rare combination of scale, growth, and profitability. 2.4 billion active monthly users. We used to like poop our pants when we learned that the Super Bowl had 100 million watchers. Advertisers went crazy. They have 2.4 billion, Facebook does. Um... They're still growing their operating margins. Facebook has significant growth runway. They got ad targeting. They got user experience. They got overall monetization. They got something with Libra and WhatsApp coming down the road. Whether they get there or not, they seem to be checking the, their their boxes. If you know what I'm saying, there's going to be near term risks with you know potential investigations. But I'm mostly in agreement with MKM Partners calling it a $245 stock, and it's currently 192. Alphabet got a nice. Uh, MKM Partners coverage. They're saying it's a $1,450 stock. Um, it's currently around $1,200. Global advertising industry leader. They've demonstrated consistent execution with 20% plus revenue growth over the past six years. That's amazing for their size. They're in a lot of secular terms like mobile, video streaming, smartphones, smart cars, connected devices, cloud computing. Um, Near-term risks tied towards regulators, a slowdown in search, unknown appetite for investments in CapEx in 2020 when the cloud, it's not going to stop. It's going to be expensive to get to invest in. And finally, MK Partners talked about Amazon as a $2,300 stock. It's currently around $1,850. 
And basically, um, their opportunities are overflowing. One day shipping, prime subscriptions, online advertising, online video, freight and logistics, grocery stores, B2B commerce. And they too have like um, a good plan, but they too have that cloud of government intervention, government regulation over them, antitrust issues. So you know the risks, you also know the rewards, you know the size, you know the story. Total Broker Advisor for taking after any stocks mentioned on the show. As always, I'm Rob Black. You're not. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. There's never a bad question. If you want to copy those lessons, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's five really great emails. It's not going to solve all your problems, but if you read one a day for the next five days, you're going to be financially more educated. And I like the book, The New Rules About Money, I told Vanta. I'd say put it on your toilet and have a bowel movement every day and read one chapter every day. And after 30 days, bowel movements, you're going to have to be well-educated. Not, not perfect. You're not can be an expert, but you can be way smarter than you are now. The New Rules About Money by Rick Edelman. Not my, I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm not against him either. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't do, I don't indulge in bad habits like watching awful TV shows. Um, I'm not saying that makes me better than you. Just throwing it out there. Um, 800-516-1220. I'm not smarter than you and I know that. I don't pretend to be. The number one advisor on the state of investing is a guy named Rick Edelman. I kind of love, hate the guy. I've followed him for over 30 years. That's about right. Probably about 25. Um, I think he does a nice job. I've already promoted his book, The Truth About Money, on the show, saying put it in your bathroom, read one chapter a day for 30 days, each bowel movement. It'll make you a better investor. There'll be some things you agree with, some things you don't agree with. I find that his later books in the last 10, 15 years have become kind of rubbish. But that's also the price of getting older and you know no longer... Uh, cultivating a younger audience as much as so so maintaining your audience. There's an amazing amount of silly beliefs and bad investment advice floating around. I agree with him on that when he said that. Now he's out there pushing an Acorns partnership, which I like Acorns. I started using that stupid little app uh, five or six months ago, and I've easily put aside $1,000 plus of money that's not that important to me, roundups. Uh, round. So check out the app Acorns. It's not for everyone. If you buy a cup of coffee today, it's two fifty, and you tip a dollar, it's three fifty. Two fifty for a cup of coffee. What am I thinking? Four fifty, and you tip a dollar, it's five fifty. It'll round up your investment fifty cents to a dollar. Um, so your your bill instead of being five fifty will be six on your credit card, and it'll take that fifty cents and invest it for you. I love that. It's a stupid way of saving, but it's a way of saving. Um, so some of his things that he recently said on CNBC, and for the record, the Dow's dropping 300 points on trade war fears and uncertainty about the Fed's next move. We came into the week thinking the trade war will eventually get done and that Mnuchin was in China and, um, it'll eventually get done. There'll be no more new tariffs because they said at the G20 meeting not that long ago, Trump and G, President of China, that, you know, we're not going to fight with more tariffs, are we? And they said, yes, we're not going to fight with more tariffs. And then Trump got irritated and tweeted out more tariffs, another 10% on everything remaining. Um, so that's what's focusing on the market right now. But back to Rick Edelman. 
40% of the U.S. population believe the U.S. is in a recession. Yet this is the longest running bull market ever. Inflation rates at historic lows, employment rates at historic lows, interest rates are at historic lows. Yet 40% of Americans think the economy stinks, and that's just crazy, he said. Um, but there are other things that happen to kind of influence your thoughts on the economy. If you're out of work, you think the whole thing stinks. If your, pay hasn't, if your pay hasn't gone up lately, you think the whole thing stinks. If you can't afford a house, you think the whole thing stinks. It's all about you. And I get it. I get it. I think we could have a healthy economy and have some haves and have some have-nots. I think we could have a healthy economy and some people who are still falling behind. But think about this. It's as good as it gets right now. And if you're not saving, what's going to happen when it gets tougher? But yet, some people still think it stinks. If you think the economy stinks because your job, consider a new job. Um, Bitcoin over the stock market. 17% of investors would rather invest in Bitcoin than the stock market. That tells you a lot of things. One, that people are open to brand new ideas and speculation, Bitcoin. And two, a lot of people are jaded by the stock market because they've probably had a bad experience. This bull market has gone up nine straight years. It's been glorious this year. It's been glorious in previous years. It hasn't had a year where you're like, well, that was just awful. Some people grow up thinking, I'd rather put cash in a mattress, cash in a jar, or whatever. Um, I don't have a problem with Bitcoin as long as it's 3% of your wealth. Um, anything more, when you start getting 5%, 10%, it's insane to me. Millennials are as jaded and less trustful. It's easy to understand. Millennials came of age in 2000, just in time to wake up to 9-11, just in time for 2008, big recession. They don't have a lot of confidence in the financial markets, even though they should. They go up seven out of ten years. So as you're young, you need to learn how to spend. You need to learn how to save. You need to learn weddings are a big waste of money. Fancy cars are a big waste of money. Um, a ton of money spent on diamond ring is a waste of money. They're pretty, but they're a waste of money. So millennials need to save more. And they are compared to baby boomers. But they're also not buying houses. And they're also getting married later. And getting married has some financial benefits. They're not having kids till later in life. And that's going to create a situation where we're going to have a tax problem. If you go back to the 1930s when Social Security was started, there was about 300 workers for every retiree. Today, there's about three workers for every retiree. So we either need some sort of disease that kills old people who are retired, or we need babies to replace the workers. And I'm kidding about the first one. The problem with millennials uh, is crushing debt right now. And a lot of misplaced expectations. A lot of people think, you know, I'm going to be starting an average salary of fifty to sixty thousand dollars when the average starting salary is about forty. The student debt's about one point six trillion, and it seems to grow every year. And that's debt that gets paid back. It's not like the U.S. government where you can print more money. So check it out. I would invest in you and get as much education going on you as possible. If you want a copy of some lessons that I've put together, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I've got five emails that I could send out to you. Good stuff. If you want to come to an event, we've got an event coming up at the Money Show where we teach you about income and retirement. That's a big one because when you turn 60, 65, 70 and you retire, um, you're no longer getting that big paycheck that you once were. And sometimes in your 50s, you're in your peak earning years. And then 10 years later, you're, you're not earning. 
you're living off what you saved. It's a big change for people. Just throwing it out there for you. The jobs numbers came out today were solid. They're good. Jobs report shows the labor market solid as economy faces new trade threats. We haven't started seeing the job cuts. They will be a lagging indicator when we do. There's lagging indicators. There's leading indicators. And there's concurrent indicators. Uh, so job cuts will be, oh, we should have seen that coming. And that's one of the jobs the Fed to try to keep full employment as well as low inflation. Oh, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I saw a report that the number one potential Democrat to beat Trump is someone who's not even in the race right now. Michelle Obama would, would crush him, poll show, but she's not said that she wants to run. In fact, she said she doesn't want to run. Right now, um, a lot rests on that because we've learned it from this president, if not previous presidents, that they can do trade situations with Mexico and Canada. They can do trade scenarios with China. Um, they don't need Congress's approval, which makes a lot of Americans scratch their head. Why is that? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Hewlett-Packard down 6% today. Mattel down 6% today. That's interesting to note. Like, What drives stocks to have massive underperformance, massive outperformance? NetApp, a big loser, down 21%. That one shocks me because NetApp's been a pretty good company. So I'd imagine that's earnings. I haven't looked yet. I can only do so much in a day. Typically, I put in about 12 to 14 hours a day of, of research and, and development and coming up with ideas and uh, trying to infotain you, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I want to take a quick look at the market, see how we're doing from where we opened. Okay, so we've gone a little bit lower. We opened low. We battled back. We went back to those lows. So that puts two days in a row where the markets are down significantly. After having a great year, what derails a bull market? No one ever knows. Typically, it's not going to be the high price of oil. Typically, it's something like a, a skirmish in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine. Or in this case, it could be a trade tariff out of nowhere where Trump and Xi had announced that they're not going to do more tariffs, and then boom, they do. Or a Federal Reserve, who's typically pretty eloquent at telling you what they're doing and when they're doing it, suddenly muddling their message. They cut rates this week, but they said, that's kind of a mid-policy, kind of a, a, a do-over, kind of a fix-it. They didn't really say what the next move is going to be. So that brings up questions about, you know, demon known versus demon unknown. Sad to look at. I'm still seeing JCPenney still struggling with the tariff-wielding President Donald Trump. Um, JCPenney's stock plummeted on the news yesterday. I heard some retailers get on financial media saying this would be horrible. You're going to see more American stores go out of business. Store closings. Free cash flow is struggling, and if they don't get their goods cheaply from China, it's tough to pass on profits, and it's tough to pass on higher costs. Um, so JCPenney is struggling. It's sad because it was a department store a lot like Sears that we grew up on, a lot like Kmart. That's just not relevant anymore. Does a 20-something even know what Kmart is anymore? I would doubt it. 800, and they'd go, I saw that movie Rain Man that my parents made me watch. What's Kmart? 
I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. I'm always around. And if you want a copy of some basic guideline emails on money concepts, great for people under 25 or 30, great for people coming out of college. If you're getting these at age 60 or 70, you've waited way too long to think about your financial education. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I've been doing this 23 years. Long time talking financial media. I'm good at it. I'm paid to do it. Not a lot, but I'm paid. I want to talk a little bit about trends. Back in the 90s, there was you know the aging of uh, the baby boomers. One baby boomer is going to be retiring every 10 minutes kind of thing. One baby boomer is going to be using five times prescriptions, as many as he's currently using. There's trends out there. You can look at the number of uh, Latin Americans coming to the United States. That's a trend. There's investments there. There was things like Telemundo that were a great investment in the 90s as people started figuring this out. Cable TV has been a bane of existence for a lot of people. They didn't like the customer service, and they didn't have to do great customer service is what they felt because they were the only game in town. They were the best game in town. Now, with streaming... Netflix kind of came in and did the whole DV delivery thing, and then they figured out, hey, streaming could save us money on the post office. Um, and it did. And people started cutting their cable in order for, to stream. Um, I'm cool with that. I think that's a great trend. What's interesting is Disney kind of figured this out. Like, why are we giving Netflix all of our great movies? Not giving. Netflix was licensing them. It was good for Disney. Now that Disney's figured it out, they're going to come out with a play, as is Comcast Universal, as is HBO. They're going to be big players to Netflix. Netflix hasn't had big players yet against them. Now, there's some smaller players out there, Pluto TV. Um, I think CBS is on the smaller side, but Pluto TV is one of the ones that's kind of interesting. And what's Viacom going to do? Viacom's got a lot of things like Comedy Central. they got a lot of catalog of MTV. You know, maybe one day you'll want to sit down with your kids and show them some of your favorite MTV moments, whether it's all the old MTV music shows where you could see Madonna and Britney Spears kiss. Ooh, scandalous. Um, but they've got content. They're just not really going after that pay service yet. And one of the things that they're doing is they're they're kind of sitting back and waiting to see. Plus, they're going after some ad-supported answers like a Pluto TV. If you have a Roku, there's some pretty good sites out there that you can get free content. You don't have to pay for HBO. You don't. You don't have to pay for Netflix. You don't. Um, I think if I were a single 20-year-old guy in college wanting to watch some TV on occasion, I can go free. Uh, with a Roku, with Prime Video, with Pluto TV, with Tubby, T-U-B-I TV. Um, there's some choices. And again, there's much, 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 much more out there. But it's interesting to see that you know Pluto TV features online video plus a library of on-demand programming. 
It's got 16 million unique viewers per month, up from 12 million when it was acquired by Viacom back in January 2019. So Viacom has a play. They're just waiting to see how everything goes out. I don't know if that's inspiring to you or if that's frustrating to you. I'm not here to really figure that stuff out. Anyhow, and anyway, um, the markets are getting schwacked, which is not a dirty word, but it's it's a two-day kind of reversal happening. It's too early to call it a reversal. But the job numbers that came out today were good, very good. And they can't get much better than this. So we have jobs. If we have jobs, we have paychecks. If we have paychecks, we'll support economies, our economy in particular. If we have economy, we will the stock the economy will support the stock market in theory. It's a little bit trickier than that, but that's a good in theory. Um, yesterday, Trump throws out some new tariffs, and the markets don't like that. Um, yesterday, I saw a lot of retailers say we're going to go out of business because we get a lot of these last tariffs from China, whether they're shoes or purses. I would not be long. Like right now, I'm not going to say avoid Nike, but now is not a great time to be a Nike. There's things lining up against them. So they're down 5% today. Perhaps what you could do is say, I want to own shares of a Nike down the road, and this is my buying opportunity. I'm sorry, they're not down 5% today. Um, They're down 2%. Um, But they've been bouncing around. 52-week high on the shoe company, which is particularly exposed to China. Um, 52-week high is about 90. It's currently at 82. So it's pulled back about 8, 9, 10%. You're not going to get a pullback of 30%. It still has ways to go. And you can take a look at a chart and say, oh, I can clearly see that it can get down to 77.80, and it's currently at 82. It's not going to get down much further unless things get really bad and we start talking, when will the recession end, not versus when will the recession begin. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can check out the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of good downloadables there. One of the ones that I have not put up are some lessons that I send out via email only to radio listeners. If you want a copy of them, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. That's rob at robblackshow.com. And say, uh, lessons mentioned on radio show. Um, and I will get that out to you as soon as I possibly can. And don't forget, I'm going to be at the Money Show with CFP Chad Burton coming up in just a couple of weeks, talking about income and retirement. So Apple is also another company, not just Apple, but Nike. Apple's another company that will get punched in the gut due to the China trade war and how Trump took it to a new level. Now, again, those tariffs don't go into effect until September 1. But again, this could be an opportunity to buy the stock. If Apple absorbs the tariff, it could effectively impact the company to earnings per share by roughly about 4%. Not the end of the world. See how the stock responds. If it acts like it's in the world, maybe it's a buy. Maybe it's a buy now. I don't know. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app.